Hello, curiosity seekers and adventurous thinkers. Welcome to Applied Curiosity Lab Radio, the podcast for the relentlessly curious. This season, our host and Applied Curiosity Lab's chief curiosity seeker, Becky Saltzman, will be sharing the studio with ACL's chief experience producer and favorite sister, Jennifer Felberg. The lens is, and always will be, curiosity. Each week, fun informal conversations center around one delectable curiosity bite, designed to give your brain the time and ideas to think about thinking, to flex your curiosity muscle, and maybe even revolutionize the way you think. Back when I was in real estate, in the olden days, we used to have to get together physically to write contracts before DocuSign. And it was a very busy time, late at night, and this cute couple I was working with and their children came into the office, and their four-year-old kept going through my purse. And I would move my purse here and move my purse there. And finally, after many times of pulling things out of my purse and me putting them back, thinking, aren't the parents going to say anything? I said, no, no, no. We don't go through my purse and I, we don't go through people's purses and I put it aside and the kid just burst out bawling and it was so weird. And the parents said, oh, Becky, we don't say no to our children. And I said, oh, blankety blank, mama Becky says no to children and anyone else that rummages through her purse. That was a very, very difficult moment because the eye rolling probably would have cost me a lot of money. So I didn't eye roll. But that kind of thing where people say we don't say no to our children, that is an eye rolling experience. Are you ready for the curiosity bite? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a definite one that I would be eye rolling. And I was eye rolling while you were talking. (laughs) Exactly. What makes you roll your eyes every time you hear it? I think the biggest eye rollage instigator is when people pretend to be something that they're not without admitting it. How can you know that that makes you roll your eyes? Oh, I mean, I roll my eyes every time. It's like my friend, Jemmy, I can say her name because I'll pick on her on, on the podcast. She would always pretend that she hated dogs. Now you have to understand that back in the day, she used to show dogs, help breed dogs. She had three dogs in her house and she, we would be at work and she'd be like, ew, like acting like she's all prissy and doesn't like dogs. And I used to roll my eyes all the time because she was trying to act like she was this, wouldn't touch gross things like that. Now she has a dog and she is one of those freaky dog ladies that like sends people pictures of her dog. And I'm constantly rolling my eyes at her. (laughs) But if you know that about her, I mean, I I guess my question is what things, because you'd have to, that's kind of someone that's lying and being disingenuous. Well, at the time that she was pretending like she didn't like the dogs, that's when I was eye rolling. Now she admits that she was doing that and now she likes dogs. Now it doesn't make me roll my eyes anymore because she finally admitted. She's like, yeah, I know I did that. But at the time I was like, don't try to be something that you're not. And I would just roll my eyes. So disingenuousness makes you roll your eyes. Yeah. If you knew that person and you knew that they were lying or presenting themselves to someone different, that's annoying and eye rolling. But what's something that without any background would make you roll your eyes? Actually, it's people that I don't know very well that I see out in public. That's usually more eye rolling than if I knew them better. It's the, it's the fakeness. Yeah. Eye rolling has been identified as a passive aggressive response to an undesirable situation or person. And it's usually 
used to disagree or dismiss the targeted person without physical contact. But here's the, here's the bonus curiosity bite. I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this. If you had to, instead of rolling your eyes, do something else physically to let them know that you disagree or dismiss their behavior, in this case, their disingenuous behavior, what would it be? We have other ways of, other than eye rolling like this. And I just flip my hands. <laughs> just like that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like a yeah, but with your hands because you're saying physical. So <laughs> that's what I would do. And just turn away, turn away and that's what I would do. What would, you, what would you do? If I had to do something other than roll my eyes, I would probably say something. No, you can't. If that was an option, okay, well, fine. That would, I, it has to be something sort of passive aggressive that way. So if you couldn't say something, like you were saying, I, I would lose this, lose the sale. So I can't, I can't roll my eyes or say, say something rude. So what could you do? I said something. Of, oh, I okay, said something. I know you said something, but what could you do if you weren't going to say something? I could flap my arms like a chicken and then say, are you curious as to why I'm flapping my arm? Just ask. <laughs> I like that. I like that. From now on, that's what you have to do instead of eye roll. <laughs> we're not going to eye roll. And the reason that we don't want to eye roll is because we were told growing up that your eyes could get stuck that way. And Did you say someone th someone's eyes got stuck that way? Yes. And we were told that when we were growing up. And it turns out that there was this woman named Beth Stanfield, a middle-aged nurse, was transported to the ophthalmology department when her eyes got stuck in an aggressive role. And the <laughs> colleagues, her colleagues reported that this nurse had just returned from a two-week vacation in the Bahamas, and she had failed to ease in to her eye rolling. So she had this whole two-week vacation where she was calm and didn't have patients driving her crazy, and she went right into it and rolled her eyes, and they weren't prepared, and they got stuck. Well, I don't think either of us would have that problem because I think we eye roll on a daily basis. Even so, on vacation. Oh, for sure. For sure on vacation. I know the two of us have many a time and I have rolled. And you look at the history of eye rolling. It used to be portrayed as lust or passion for someone else. And it was commonly an expression of desire or flirtation. And up until the 1950s, it was used in music and in films as that. And then it started becoming negative only in the 1980s. And I think that's probably because of shoulder pads. Don't you think? Because you couldn't, you can no longer shrug your shoulders. I don't care because the shoulder pads got in the way. So then we had to resort to eye rolling. That's my hypothesis. I think it's because we said, take on me, take me I do. I think that's exactly why. <laughs> I totally think that's why. You were saying that a lot of times the eye rolling back in the day, which if you look at old movies, you see the eyes rolling when they're flirting. But there's like African tribes where the men use that dramatic eye rolling to, uh, yes, to, uh, if, if only people could see your eye rolling right now, I am so turned on. But they roll them in this very dramatic way to attract the ladies in their tribe. We're just the weird ones that use it as, as a passive aggressive communication tool. I mean, you would have to practice that. I think that's a muscle that you would have to kind of exercise. Or you would I freeze think, that way. I think I don't eye roll as much as you because I just say, 
aggressive things more than you. I think we're the same that way. Really? I eye roll, but I also would say it. Yeah. Do you think more things make you roll your eyes than me? Probably. I would think so too. Just abyssal. Not a lot, but abyssal. You aren't, you're so busy doing other things that I don't think you care so much about what makes your eyes roll. (laughs) Whereas I'm like, in it. You know, I notice things like that and it bothers me. So yeah, I think more things bother you about people than me, probably about people. Yeah. But I do say I don't hold back. I mean, that's been that's why people have called me abrasive. (laughs) How dare they? Mm -hmm. You want to hear my list of things? Oh, because this is perfect. Because this is a good segue because I looked up some stuff to try to create a list. But really, ultimately, it's about what makes my eyes roll. All right, bring it on. (laughs) And the first one I have to pick on is my son, who is the ultimate guy that does dad jokes. And normally I don't mind dad jokes, but this one drives me crazy and it makes my eyes roll, which is when I say I'm tired or I'm full, he says, hi, tired, hi, full, I'm Moses. (laughs) I don't even know what a dad joke is. Oh, well, that would be a dad joke. Just those stupid, they call them dad jokes. Oh, is that like when the guy I said, hey, I'm so glad to see you. And he says, glad to be seen. Well, that that wouldn't be a dad joke. That would just be annoying and eye rollage. What about when somebody starts something with no offense, but. Oh, that is the loveliest passive aggressive statement that there is. Yeah. Now more than ever. (laughs) That's a recent eye rolling thing. Now more than ever. That makes me roll my eyes because it's cliche. And I'm going to interject your list for a second to say that things that are overused in a cliche way, that makes me probably roll my eyes more than it makes you roll your eyes. Like I'm trying to own my eye rollage and I roll my eyes when people pick up on these things and they just say them and say them and say them. They become so now and ever unprecedented. It's a lack of clever and they particularly people who present themselves as communication gurus, and then they use language like that. I just, oh, and you're making me watch that masterclass with the two uh, advertising guys. They're the antithesis of that. (laughs) They are so clever. They would never say something like that. I mean, it's now more than ever. I need to see things that say now something other than now more than ever. Continue with your list. I digress. They are unprecedented. (laughs) <laughs> that I love them. I've totally fell in love with them watching that masterclass. It was so good and so clever. And I laughed out loud. I'm only at the beginning of, of it. Yeah. What, what are their names again? For people uh, Godfried. No, God, Godfrey and Goodfrey and Silverstein. I don't yeah, know. Something like that. Great advertising agency. Along the lines of what you were just saying, which was on my list. Thank you very much. Corporate buzzwords. <laughs> Like, let's touch base next Tuesday to see how we can leverage those synergies to add value with our ideas for a bespoke product. <laughs> a bespoke. I've never heard that, but I've heard touch base. Let's just put a pin in that. I like that one. That's a buzzword. I like that one, though. I'm going to eye roll you that if you use it. Putting a pin in this means, so next time I'll say, let's dismiss that and go on to the next topic. <laughs> I would just say, we'll talk about that later. Right now, let's focus on this. Let's focus on, that's a buzz phrase. It is? I don't know. Now we're going to make it into one. All right. And that brings me to another one. 
and this is all me. <laughs> this is a great way for me to get things off my chest. When people go to a seminar or they go away to one of those conventions over the weekend and they come back and they're all jazzed and they learned all sorts of stuff and they don't, well, they don't use curiosity to make it work for themselves, like learning something as a leader, you need to say, instead of but, you need to say yes and, and they use it as a blank thing for everything because they don't know how to make it work for themselves. And they think that that's how you should always be. So you should be sure to wipe your and. (laughs) (laughs) A crinkler or a folder? That is a common thing when you learn a certain thing that you should or shouldn't say and you fail to internalize the lesson so that there you can live in a more nuanced kind of exploration of the lesson. That is that's hard. That's when you're working hard but but hardly working. Ah, that's one of the things on my list. <laughs> but when I was I was teaching the greenhouse project to my to the staff at uh, my last job. There were so many of those things. I had to teach when you approach a group you need to do this and you need to say, you need to use you words or I'm sorry, you need to use I words instead of you words and all of those kinds of things. And I always deviated from the lesson by saying, guys, when I'm saying these things, take it for as a, with a grain of salt because you are a human being and you have to make it work for yourself. Like the way I say things is certainly not going to work for you. So please use your judgment take these little nuggets and make it work. But don't just believe everything you say always and never because it just sounds disingenuous. Back to the disingenuous. Absolutely. What are the last two? I have two, just two more. Because it's basically this list is just a rant, but two more that I- could go on forever (laughs) about all the things that make you roll your eyes. (laughs) Totally. But two that I found- And you already named the one that was working hard or hardly working. So that was one. But the other one is when people say espresso instead of espresso. (laughs) That's just That was just one that I found on the internet. What about grown women who call their dad daddy? Oh, that makes me more than eye roll. But there's one last one that really makes my eye roll. And as a growing feminist that I'm becoming, this is one. And it's when women say, I just like to hang around. Most of my friends are men or boys. And I just don't like to hang around girls because there's just too much drama. Yeah, I don't like that either. I don't like that at all. Yeah. So that's about it. Okay, so I have a couple more to add to your list to see. And then I want to ask you a series of questions, putting yourself in other people's shoes and seeing what they would come up with. So not what would bother you, but what you think would bother these people, making them roll their eyes. Okay. All right. But before I do, I want to ask if these things are also on your list. Like when it's cold outside and someone says, so much for global warming. (laughs) How about live your best life? Oh, I should have had that one on my list. That's a good one. Or I'm not a racist, but yeah, that makes. How about I'm blessed? Oh, the humble brag is something that makes me roll my eyes because to be humble, like if you were honored with a full ride scholarship, some kind of accolade, you're excited, you're happy to share, but you are not humble. When you are humbled is when you are made to realize that you screwed up. That's a humbling experience. Or when I went to speak to your group of elders after my first book launch, 
And all of them were asleep except for the one who woke up and said, shut up. Now that is humbling. If I posted that on Facebook and said this was a humbling experience, it would not be something that I was honored to experience. It was something something humbling. They're using it. They're using it incorrectly, and that's what makes my eyes roll. If if you got accolades or an honor, you should be proud, not humbled. Right, right. My final one that I'm going to just say because you didn't say this. I don't know. Can you? Oh, that was actually on my list, but I took it up because no, that's not a dad joke. No, it kind of is. Like, can you pass the salt? I don't know. Can you? Can I, or whatever. Yeah. All right. I'm going to ask you to answer these from someone other than yourself. So the very essence of empathy, people think is kind of conflate with sympathy, but I'm talking about the kind of empathy where you're looking outside their eyeballs from inside their skull. All right. So you ready? I think I can do this. All right. You ready? Get into it. Wait, hold on. The lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue, the lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue. Okay. I'm ready. (laughs) Ready? What would make a boss roll her eyes? When a boss would roll their eyes is when they absolutely know that their subordinates are jockeying for attention, trying to make it obviously known that, oh, I did this and I did that because they want to be noticed and they want to be praised. It's like, okay, I see you. That would make me roll my eyes as a boss. Not you. What would make that would boss? make a boss roll. I'm tr- it's me being in the body of boss, right? No. I'm somebody me. else. If I was an acting, if I was acting in a show and I was the boss, that's how I would react as the boss. Okay. That would not occur to me as a boss rolling her eyes. That's weird. That's That would not make me roll my eyes. That wouldn't. What would make you roll your eyes as a boss? The need to process decisions that had been processed adequately, but realizing that I hadn't brought people into the process. So I had to, because of my own error, because of my own error, I had to spend a lot of time explaining things and reprocessing things when we were ready to make the decision, understanding that I made a mistake and not bringing people into that process. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. So you're rolling your eyes at yourself. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is a this is a tricky one because I could ask you what would make a Jewish person roll their eyes. <laughs> I actually have an example of this, but it has to be. I mean, I am a Jewish person, so that's hard to put myself in somebody else's shoes. But when I was working at the J, and as a personal trainer, and I had other personal trainers, they were not Jewish, not even raised with Jewish family members or anything, trying to use Hebrew or like. There was this one, there was this one guy that kept saying, I just am looking for shalom bayit, which means peace in the home. Mm. And he didn't even, and he would use it incorrectly. He would use it. Disingenuousness. Again, that's, yeah. And an appropriation in this case, appropriation. What would make an eight-year-old roll their eyes at their parents? An eight-year-old? It's different than a teenager. That's hard. That's hard. An eight-year-old boy or an eight-year-old girl? The farther the question is from you being able to put yourself in that role, bringing yourself to that role, the harder it is to answer. Yeah. An eight-year-old, I okay, an eight-year-old boy, it's easier. An eight-year-old boy, I think, I'm going to just take a stab in the dark here, but if a parent is being really loud and obnoxious and 
like dancing around and being crazy. I think an eight-year-old would would roll their eyes at their parents. An eight-year-old? Yeah. Not like not like trying to like be hip and cool, but just being crazy and loud and and drawing a lot of attention. I think an eight-year-old would be would roll their eyes like stop that mom. What about you? I think an eight-year-old would roll their eyes at their parents who took something away that they wanted to engage with. I think it would be simple like that. I that think too. Just, <laughs> I think it would be simple like that. All right. And are you ready for the last one? And I think with the eight-year-old, I think that would be true with most kids, you know, through the whole entire spectrum, they would roll their eyes if, if well, the little littles would cry. But when you start to understand, I think they would roll their eyes. Teenagers would roll their eyes. 20-year-olds would roll their eyes. You know, little kids would roll their eyes. Adults would roll their eyes. Yeah. Take away my tequila. I'm going to roll my eyes. You've had enough. (laughs) You've had enough. Exactly. What do you think? This is the last question. Okay. What do you think would make a teenager roll their eyes at their mom that would be totally not something that they would roll their eyes at their dad? Maybe mom trying to be hot, wearing like sexy clothing and revealing and trying to be young. And I don't think they would be as angry if the dad dressed up hip and... Well, wait a minute. You said sexy, so you got to keep it the same. If the dad pranced around in a speed <laughs> leather belt, in leather leather pants and a gold medallion and change it for what the dad is doing and then change it for what the mom is doing. So it's the same exact behavior, but you would roll your eyes at your mom. A teenager would roll their eyes at their mom, but not their dad. I still go with clothing. I don't know if they would roll their eyes as much with what their dad is wearing as their mom. All right. What about you? Put Sonny in a Speedo and let's see how that all works. (laughs) I mean, my kids roll eyes at Sonny no matter what he does. It it just doesn't end. (laughs) What about you? What do you think the difference would be? Ambition. Oh, you think teenagers would? No, really? Yeah. I think that if a mother was showing that she really was ambitious, they would roll their eyes more than at a father. Really? Teenagers? Yep. And ambition, I don't think you've seen it personally because I don't think that that's something that plays out. But if I mean, I believe that in the workforce, I believe that with our peers and our age, absolutely. But teenagers? Yep, I do. Huh? I do. You know, mom, you're just trying so hard to be Mrs. Successful, Mrs. Power Woman, Mrs. This. Now, it wouldn't be the whole feminist thing, you would think, oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm not talking about the trappings. I'm talking about something deeper. That's my own guess. And I, yeah, and, yeah. And, That's, and I, I just find that interesting. I, I, I wouldn't it, have thought of it, that. It would take a longer time to pick it apart. And I've given it a lot more thought deeper than we have time for here. And, and deeper than you giving me. Because <laughs> you just asked me just now and I have to come off the cuff. But you know what? Let's do this when we have some cocktails, Bio. Let's do it because it's too, we're only having coffee now. I know. All right. Are you ready for the study? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Are you ready for the uh, sort of fact? From? This is from prestigious university, but. <laughs> you didn't study hard enough. Studies have found that 87% of the trolls on social media used to roll their eyes 
36% more frequently before they had the outlet of Twitter. Thanks for listening, and I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Before you take off, I have a few more things to let you know about. One, you can find show notes for every episode of ACLR and links to all resources mentioned at applycuriositylab.com forward slash blog. It's there that we'll wait to read your answers to each week's Curiosity Bite. Two, in order to avoid missing curiosity-bitten conversations, subscribe to Applied Curiosity Lab Radio on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and all the other spots that podcasts hang out and wait to be discovered. Toss up a review, especially if you have nice things to say. Finally, for all things Applied Curiosity, including information on workshops and your free membership to the Tribe of the Curious, go to ApplyCuriosityLab.com. In the meantime, elevate curiosity.